Okay, awesome. The recording part is in, and we should be ready to start. Um, hmm. I think the recording is working. Yep, looks good. Okay, so um, first of all, hey Jack, how are you? Good. How about yourself? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, uh, the pleasure is ours. So thank you to everyone that's joined in to listen uh, to us today. And um, so let me just explain how this fireside chat is going to work, Jack. So the Builder Group team has prepared some questions for you internally. And then after that, we're going to, have, we're going to be having a community Q&A. Um, so some folks have dropped some questions for you that they've had um, in a thread. So we'll be asking those. So um, let me quickly introduce you. know you. So you're basically, Jack is a high school graduate um, based out of Kansas City. And he's currently working as a software developer at AMC Theaters. He has over five years of experience in the software world. So with that said, um, let's get started. And actually, before I start, I forgot to mention, um, we'd love for you all to put your questions for in the thread called Q&A questions for Jack under the events channel, um, because we'll be asking those towards the end of our event. So yeah, Berkut, if you'd like to start. All right. Um, so for, for the first section that we have here, um, so as we all know, college is a vital part of the lives of multiple individuals. It has its upsides and downsides. Uh, so the question that we have is, uh, what led you to your decision not to go to college? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people were like, what? You don't want to go to college? Like, that's crazy. And uh, I'll even start by saying, like, I am very fortunate enough to the point where I didn't really even have to worry about the costs of college. Like, my parents were nice enough, and, and I'm very grateful that they would have even paid for it for me. But if, if I don't feel like I'm going to go in trying... I don't think it's worth wasting the money. So so my rationale kind of is, well, first and foremost, I don't like school that much. Like, I, I love learning, no question about it. But if I don't feel like I'm learning anything that's going to be useful to me within, like, the next five to ten years, like, I don't, I don't know if I see a point. So it was like a lot of the stuff I was learning in high school, I didn't really feel like I had any application for. So it's kind of like, uh, so wait, why am I spending four years of my life here? Like... I definitely believe that some level of education is essential, like just some basic level. But after some point, it's like if you want to go be a software dev, you don't need geography. You don't need I mean, like it's good to know some of these things, no question about it. But I just didn't feel like it was it was uh, going to be worth my time spending four more years learning when I could just jump right into the workforce. Um, and, and rising college costs is a big thing. You know, you look at what wages have done over the past, I uh, will say, 70 years, and you look at what college has done over the past 70 years, well, college is up around 1,200%, I believe, and wages are probably not even close to that. So it's like, you know, my mom, my mom or parents used to say, oh, you know, I, I used to be able to pick up a part-time job and, and work to pay for college. Nowadays, you better have some crazy $200 an hour part-time job if you want to do that. So... It's, I don't know. It's just different, and I think things are changing. And with technology and and how everything's where everything's headed, it's just going to be a lot different. So that's my take yeah. on it. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so for the second question that we have, um, so so there are a ton of companies out there with like great paying tech roles and amazing environments. Um, so how did you come to your decision to work at AMC and choose it over other companies? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, really, this is uh my third really second job so i wasn't too picky per se um so so i guess i can kind of go across my timeline which maybe you'll ask me about later but um really i I got into tech by getting an entry level um or an internship an unpaid internship during my high school experience my web design teacher 
which I can talk a little bit about that later. Um, my school had a, a web design program and my web design teacher came to me with a potential internship opportunity at a local Fortune 500. And I and it was unpaid, but it was during the school day. So that made it legal. And and that was great because really, that I mean, that just got my feet in the door. And uh, and then I kind of transitioned to uh, later on to, to Yellow Freight because at Cerner, I was an unpaid intern and it was a high school level opportunity and they had no expectations of me converting to full-time. I'd even asked my team lead. I said, Hey, would there be any potential for me to come in full-time without a degree? And he said, no, we expect all our employees to have full um, college, college degree. So, well, I started applying after that, but uh, for AMC, um, yeah, there, there are a lot of, sorry, I mean, I kind of came off on a tangent there, but there are a lot of, there are a lot of high paying tech jobs out there right now. Primarily, the reason I went with AMC, while I was working with a local recruiter, AMC's headquarters are 20 minutes from my house. So for me, first and foremost, I got to work with a local team. Pay was great, and I'm just I'm loving it so far. So it's it's been good. That's nice. Um, so how long have you been at AMC so far? I haven't been at AMC for probably coming up on six months now. Um, so not long at all. Actually, probably more like five. Probably more like five months. Um, so not long at all. And I know I saw a question in Q&A asking, oh, yeah, how was it during the uh, whole fiasco of Wall Street bets? And I wasn't really quite there for that. So I came in a little bit later, but uh, not too long. And I'm doing a, a contract to hire position. So I'm, I'm technically working for the recruiting company. But here in March, I convert to full time with AMC. So. Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, yeah. Um, so for the last question in this section is, uh, so teamwork is an essential uh, part for like any large project. Um, so what's your experience like working with a team? Um, in general, you're at AMC, and what do you personally feel about collaboration and teamwork? Yeah. Um, so actually at AMC, this has probably been my favorite job so far. Actually, hands down, no question. Um, like the team is pretty small. We've got maybe 10, 15 devs, and that's composed of like half web, half mobile, but everybody's cross-trained. So I came in as a web dev and basically just worked on defects. So just like minor issues to get me up to speed with the, the large code base. And uh, ran through that for a couple months and then come now, uh, we're actually working on a new uh, Flutter and Dart mobile app. So we're rebuilding our mobile app. We currently have a Xamarin C Sharp app, but we wanted to rebuild it with more modern tech and it was kind of a pain with the previous one. So the workload for web has kind of died down and now I'm jumping into mobile over there. But for teamwork, um, it's been pretty great. I mean, we all kind of just work individually. There really isn't a ton, ton of collaboration. I mean, if we have issues, we, we bring it up with each other, but realistically, I mean, pick up a card, work, done, and, and it's been great. Um, at, at one of my previous jobs, I mean, we I think we spent like 75% of our time in meetings. Like we talked about what we would do, but we never did it, you know? Um, so it's like, it's like, when do you actually get to code? But here we have one meeting a week and it's optional pretty much. So it's been, uh, it's been great because I just get to code, you know, uh, as opposed to just being in meetings all day, which is pretty boring, you know? So yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's a good way how they run it at AMC. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, thank you, Erica, for taking care of that section. And Jack, those are amazing answers. Um, as for your last one regarding, you know, being in calls for like 75% of the time, I mean, I can totally relate to that. It's like you strategize and you keep strategizing, but you don't produce any outcomes. So, yeah, I can, you know, understand how that, me, that might be a sort of um, benefit of working a nine to five. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. So 
as you might know, technology is incredible and it's used for almost each and every task we perform in our day-to-day lives. So my question for you is, when was your first experiment with computers and programming and what ended up leading you down the computer science path? Sure, that's a great question. Um, so I'd, I'd probably say my initial initial uh, exposure to it was probably, I was like 13 years old. And I, uh, well, I guess maybe 12 or 13, I was I was building out Minecraft servers. So I got into Minecraft, I don't know when, probably way earlier than that. But um, eventually I got into the server space. I actually never did any development. I actually paid, I paid developers to build custom plugins for the servers I had which is kind of sad now that I look back. So I'm like, dang, I really wish I was doing some some coding there. Um, but um, that was kind of what probably introed me into tech. And then come high school, my freshman year, um, I took this, uh, we have this thing called 21st Century um, in our area for our school district. And we have certain programs. So like certain schools will do, whether it be like animal or like certain uh, sports med, uh, all, all kinds of different stuff, green energy. And then the one that, that the school I went to was uh, like basically just all media. So video, photo, animation, and web design. And yes, web design, not web development, but I'll get on that later. Um, so I kind of got introduced into some basic HTML, CSS, and we're talking like very basic. You know, oh yeah, let's let's uh, put some horizontal rule elements in HTML and make them rainbow colored, you know, like that that kind of stuff. And that was really what introed me into it. And really, I don't think until my junior year of high school, I started taking it seriously, you know? Um, so really, I mean, I've probably been coding seriously probably like two years now. And I guess I've probably been experienced to it or like exposed to it uh, for like four or five years. So, yeah. Right, right. That's an awesome journey. Um, yeah, it's, it's insane how, you know, you've come from learning literal HTML elements, so working a full-time job without a college degree, kudos. Um, moving on. So my second question for you is failure is a core part of the journey to success, obviously, and it enforces learning and it allows you to prevent making the same mistakes again. So the actual question here is what are some challenges you faced or, you know, things you've had a difficult time with from when you started programming until now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and there has been a lot of failure and there's no question about that. Um, cause, cause first and foremost, like I'm applying to these corporate jobs. This isn't like startup stuff. Most of these are going through resume tracking systems. They'll do stuff like, oh yeah, does resume have keyword college? If not, throw it in the trash. I think I sent out some 400 applications, 304 applications before I got my first full-time job offer. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. It's pretty demoralizing. Um, just no after no, or just, oh, unfortunately, you know, here's, here's an automated response for you. Um, and really, I think I started to question question my ability to actually get a job without a degree. I mean, I was very set on it, and like I was super motivated, but like that kind of kind of wears down on you. Just constant nose and rejection. I think at one point I kind of broke down a bit. I was like, you know, it was it was pretty. It got pretty tough for me for a little bit there. And then uh, I think if I had stopped, I you know I don't know where I'd be today. But uh, if I had stopped trying, it it wouldn't it would have been a very different outcome. So I'm happy I kept going. I mean, I think it was like. One week later, after I had a really tough time, I ended up getting an offer, and it was such a relief. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it's so. insane. And um, I mean, it's sad in the reality of life and how you know you're sort of made to be fixated on that education system in college to be able to get a real job. But it's you know great to see companies like Microsoft, Google, etc., all these fan companies, and of course AMC, uh, sort of opening up the applicants that do not have 
you know, a college degree. That's insane stuff. It's like uh, experience is definitely much worth much more worth than a college degree. Um, moving on. So a great way to learn more technologies and gain experience is to work on projects or products of your own. So um, if you have built any, what are some of the projects you've worked on that you're most proud of? Not anything huge like you guys. Um, I mean, really, actually, I don't have anything in public, to be honest, that I can really even share. Um, I'm working on a, a little side project right now that I can't ch- share much about. But I've been primarily fixated on getting a job in tech without a degree and less so being an entrepreneur and building out my own product, which I'm looking to get more into in the future. And honestly, you definitely learn a lot more um, building your own product, being a, a jack of all trades, working on all sides of the project, front end, back end, advertising, design, all that. Like you learn so much more. So I, I definitely think uh, it's just a different path. Like I think like my path getting corporate, like it's pretty, it's pretty comfortable. You have a job, you have like recurring revenue every month, you get X amount of money, right? Like it's just pretty flat. But you know, when you're your own boss, you own your own business, like the sky's the limit, right? So, so maybe I kind of, I kind of picked, picked my poison there and decided, oh, I'll be safe for a bit and uh, just get like stable income. Um, yeah. Primarily, my parents told me you either go to college or get a job. Like that, those are my options. Like if you want to live at home, you either go to college or get a job. And I chose get a job. So, so maybe that was part of it. It was that um, if I want to live at home, I got to get a job. And I don't know whether they'd consider me making my own startup a job. So, so maybe that was it. And I think definitely in the in the next few years of my life, which this may answer another question you have for me, but I definitely think uh, in, in the near future I'll be trying to work on my own own project or startup or something in that nature. At least looking into it. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Um, so okay, moving on, um, entrepreneurship is a risky, but it's a thrilling path to go down to to go down. So my question for you is, do you ever wish to build a startup of your own in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's funny. I kind of already answered that, but I definitely, I definitely would be interested in that. And I think I'd learn so much by doing it. And I definitely have seen like a lot of people in this space, all kinds of people in this community who have been building their own products, their own startups. And it is just so cool to watch what everyone's building. I mean, just some of the people in here. It's just really neat. So I, I definitely think I'd be interested in that. Um, I don't know if that's a gr- great way to say it, but I've been kind of just waiting for an idea, a good idea. But I know a lot of people say just get started. Like, even if it's a bad idea, just go build it. You get experience on how to build it. That way, when the good idea comes, you're now smart enough to go build it as opposed to just going stagnant and just saying, oh, I'll wait, you know, which is right. kind of what I'm doing. So I don't recommend it. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. fun, fun. And I'm, I'm it's an honor for us to hear that, you know, you're, uh, the community is inspirational for you. It's, it's amazing, honestly, to hear that as a owner. Um, moving on. So the youth is the future. And like I already mentioned, for me, it's incredible to be able to manage a growing community of extremely talented builders and makers. So since you started programming in your teenage years, um, 12 or 13, what would be your advice for a young audience looking to build their technical skill set? Yeah, for sure. Um say uh good question just keep learning you know uh you know just keep on improving keep on learning new things uh just build products like like i i spent so many time or so much time first and foremost trying to build a portfolio i think i built like three or four portfolio sites i didn't have any projects to put on them like just build products get something out there and like show it to the world like like if you're going to build something like showcase what you're building make a twitter account like look at some people in here who have social media accounts and they just share what they do 
I mean, it's crazy. And now they're getting job offers from like Barricade. You know, he's he's potentially going to turn at Shopify. Hopefully, that's okay. Me sharing that, but like, so cool. Like the 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 power of having a network is so important, and it will get you so so far. So so just build products, just build things, publish them, share them to the world, and uh, keep learning. Don't give up, and you can do anything. You know, I mean, do whatever you want. So that's, that's my advice. insane advice, man. Um, thank you so much for that. And moving on, um, I'll pass it to Barakat. Right, oh, so, actually, I'm sorry. I forgot uh, to ask you one more question. Um, what tech stack are you most proficient with? And do you uh, enjoy working with it? Yeah. Uh, so I'd say my most proficient tech stack would probably be around like TypeScript, Next, JS. And I like, I'm more on the front end side, but I'm looking to get back into back end just to improve my skill set there. Cause I've been pretty much front end up until now. But yeah, I'd say around TypeScript, Node, Next, Next JS, and React. So it's probably it. Sounds cool. Yeah, um, I'll pass it on to back. I'll pass it on to back now. All right. Um, I also wanted to ask something. Just like adding on to that, do you like doing um like more back end stuff, front end stuff, or like design stuff? Like, what do you prefer doing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'd probably say uh, I like front end more. I don't know, like a couple things, like. Getting in into back end, I feel like there's so much more like leak code and, and all this and I don't I'm not super uh super about that, probably is, is the way to put it. Like I just enjoy the visual and like I still like coding, like coding's fun to me, but um I, I think I enjoy like building out a front a lot more than I enjoy building out a back end. Now it's good to learn and I've been doing some more back end recently just to, to keep my skills sharp over there and and it's always good to know what's on the other side. Like you could live in front end land and, and never know what's going on behind. But it, it's just good to have an idea and, and understand what goes into it. So maybe when you're helping someone debug or whatever, you at least are knowledgeable about what's potentially on the other side. So makes sense, yeah. All right, so um, moving on to the next section, just like general stuff. So, um, being able to fulfill fulfill an ambitious, sorry, being able to fulfill ambitious. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're good. Um, hey, you're good. Um, okay. What I'm trying to say is, um, what do you aspire to be in the next five to ten years? Is there like a certain like company that you want to work for, or like something equivalent? Sure. No, that's a great question. Um, and here I am saying I, I don't like leak code, but uh, I think I'm uh, potentially going to be interviewing at Facebook here soon just for fun. Um, I have a recruiter that I know who just recently moved there. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to work at a top tech company. Like it'd feel kind of like validating, like to me as like a self-taught software engineer, kind of like, look at, look at what I did. Like, like you don't need to have whatever whatever credentials just to just to get in like i think it, i think it'd be cool um now i don't think it would be like i think it'd be fun to go there for a bit and i know some, i mean obviously they pay quite crazy wages so being able to re- potentially retire early or whatever off that would be pretty neat i know i've seen a couple people do some crazy things like that like go work at top tech and then retire by 30 you know that's crazy i don't know that i necessarily plan to do that but i, th- I think it'd be cool to get into uh the top tech space and and just experience it. Like, I don't think it'd be as fun as I think it'd be. Like, I think it'd be extremely stressful, but I think it'd be also really rewarding in some ways. So I don't know. I think I think it'd be worth uh, trying to get in and just doing the interviews for fun at least. So makes sense. Yeah. Um. So going back to like the previous questions, do you ever plan to go to college in the future or just like no? Yeah, uh, that's actually really funny. I know uh, people. Someone was like, uh, "Oh, but he can always go st- still go to college," and I'm like, "Yeah." But I mean, like, but why though? Like, I mean, for sure to potentially further my education. But again, back to me saying that I don't think uh, school has the most, 
I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of fluff. Like, you go to college and you want to get a computer science degree. Okay, you got to learn math, science, history, English, whatever else. Like, like it's good to know a lot of that stuff. And I think math can definitely be important in computer science. But depending on what you're doing, like, if you're doing front end, there really is, is little to no math. Unless you're doing some 3D, maybe you need some geometry, and, and then maybe there's some math in there. But, I mean, basic HTML, you know, CSS whatever you're not doing much math there so i mean maybe in back end there's probably some more math but i just feel like there's a whole lot of fluff and again i just don't think it's worth the cost and the amount of time that it'd take me to get and the stress it would give me i just don't think is is uh is worth worth it and i think it probably actually kind of set me behind because at this point if i if i took four years out of my life to uh go get a degree as opposed to working and saving like everything i'm making because i'm living in my parents basement um it would cost me, you know, three, four hundred grand just to just to go do that. Plus college costs, so maybe fifty grand. So really, it ended up costing me like half a million dollars. About after everything's said and done, for me to to take time off work, go study, and pay for college and whatever. Like, so I just I just can't can't picture that being worth it at this point. You know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, you already like you're like nineteen and like already have like. It's like going well for you right now, right? So I, I think it, it's going like really good. So it does make sense. So yeah. 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 Um, so for the next question, is there anyone that inspired you to start programming? Uh was it like friends, family, or did you were you just like curious? Uh really? I was just curious. And it's kind of crazy because uh Hayden, who's in here right now, was probably the first person I met. And this was this was after I graduated even. That was actually passionate about coding. I don't know if it's my area or what, but it just, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of passionate coders. And and I've met a couple more since then, actually, who maybe have taken coding boot camps and whatnot. So I have, I have a couple more coding buddies locally. But really, you know, like, and I hear stories about other people in this community who went to school and like they come out and there's like a group of five of them who are all like very good programmers. And it's like, man, what I would do to have had that, like... Like to have a, a group, a tight knit group of buddies who are all really good at programming, all went to school together, like, you know, or in the area together, like that would be so cool. Obviously, I can't go back in time, but um, I forgot what the original question was. But yeah, that was, that's pretty much it. So makes sense. Yeah. Um, so for the next question, um, so burnouts can happen like a lot, as we like all know. So um, I, the question that I have is uh, what do you add to your routine when you're overworked? and feel like taking a break from your screen or like do you like do, start doing like activities outside of coding um like if it's sports or anything else that you like to do yeah no that's a great question um well recently i've been going to the gym and i've been and making a point to get that get to their get to the gym consistently because i mean i work from home my hobbies are video games watching tv coding so it's all on the computer, right? So it's like, when do I get to leave my house, you know? Um, and humans weren't built to sit on their butt and just move their fingers, you know? Uh, we, we were built to do other things, but that's all right. So getting to the gym has really improved my mental and physical health so much. I mean, tenfold. It's crazy because, you know, we're not we're not built to sit sit and do nothing. But for burnout, I experienced this a lot when I was trying to get into programming because, like, I would, and, and honestly, I almost, it's kind of weird. I feel like I kind of have phases of my life and I'm kind of in like the uh, coasting phase right now. Like, I feel like I, I go like a year on, like so hard. Like I'm just grinding every day, like nonstop. 
And then I kind of burn out and kind of just take like half a year to a year and just kind of like coast. And then again, back on. And I'm kind of in that coasting phase. Like I was grinding. I got a job now, you know, a good paying job. And now I'm just working. And and works, honestly, compared to the phase I was in before getting a job, like the amount of working, like just grinding to, to get better and improve my skill set. Work is easy, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, well, like at least for for me right now, my current job, work is easy, you know, compared to what it was before. So, um, so I'm kind of just kind of coasting right now. But uh, yeah, for burnout, I mean, just dealing with it. I think being physically active is great. Taking taking breaks and enjoying life too. Like life can't just be only work, you know. I mean, you gotta have some fun. Go hang out with friends. Go grab a drink or just whatever, you know. Just gotta enjoy life a little bit too. So don't get too caught up in. Uh, and coding but it's always a good time so yeah yeah um so for the last question section is more like just generally would you um, consider yourself as an introvert or extrovert i don't do that's a great question um i swear i'm like both i don't know um i'm extrovert when i'm around the right people like if i'm around people that i'm comfortable around or like i, I have something i can actually like converse with you about like maybe you know like a coding language or oh you you know whatever like if you have something that i can i can talk with you about and we can just go on for hours then like i will talk with you but otherwise i'm just kind of like in my own shell like i mean i I won't initiate much like i'll say hi whatever how you been no question but uh if we got something to talk about we will talk so i don't know uh somewhere somewhere in the middle maybe neutral i don't know if that's a thing but yeah yeah honestly yeah like personally i can relate to that as well i'm pretty sure a lot of folks can um the pandemic the pandemic just changed us all man it's like it was insane how you know so many of us sort of developed good to go from introvert to extrovert or vice versa or even you know in your case neutral um so actually i'd like to sort of intervene here and ask if maxi grown so hayden um since jack formally mentioned that you have been a sort of um vital part in his journey would you like to you know come up on stage and sort of um you know give your inputs on jack's journey and you know how it was from your point of view um and yeah you should be on stage in a second and i can go ahead and intro actually how i how i met hayden yeah. real quick um yeah sure, and if hayden has anything to say or not i don't know we'll see but he's uh here, he's here. oh cool okay good i know if he's yeah. there um literally how it worked was uh so hayden was working at notify or uh the startup if you guys are familiar with notify which has since gone down but uh I knew of Notify. I watched Twitch. I was watching the tech space. And Hayden graduated from the same high school that I went to two years before me. Keep in mind, I did not know him while he was going to my high school. And he was not in the web program at my school. So, like, I had no way to connect with him. Like, and we did not know each other. We did not know that we each code. And actually, I guess he probably... He probably would have graduated by the time I started started taking it seriously. But whatever. I was on LinkedIn... This would have been uh, maybe my senior year or something. And I see Hayden Fletcher working at Notify. He's connected with our web design teacher on LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, where do I know Notify? What the heck? And I'm like, I look it up. I see, And I, I start looking at the Notify website. I see Hayden Fletcher, Kansas. And I'm like, everyone else on there is like all these other big cities, wherever else. And then Kansas. And I'm like, no way. Another tech bro from Kansas. Because like, I just don't feel like I've met that many that are young and, and doing what we're doing. Uh, from from Kansas, so I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I have to, I have to, I have to reach out to this guy because I I knew of Notify. I sent a message on LinkedIn, hey, whatever, and then we connected on Twitter. And I think maybe I don't know if it was 
that exact same night, or I don't know what it was. I'd have to look at our old DMs. We yeah, went I and met it was up. Like a week later. Oh, maybe a week later. We went and met up. I told my mom, "Hey, I'm going." Like, and I I never leave the house. I really didn't. End up, I don't I don't have a whole lot of buddies. So I told my mom, "Like, hey, I'm going to meet this guy. It's like 1 a.m. We're it's just some random dude. We're going to we're going to a co-working <laughs> space." And she's like, "Uh, oh, who is he? You know." Oh, you went to you went to the same school as me. She's still like, uh, okay, you know. I, and I'm like, I never leave the house, you know. I, I'm always down here coding. So she's like, okay, he's going out to meet some random dude at 1 a.m. Whatever. But uh, it's just a funny story. Um, whatever. So Hayden, I don't know if you got anything to say, but insane. Um, yeah, like, Hayden, if you would like to give your inputs and your you know point of view, share your point of view on Jack's journey and how you you know sort of gradually yeah. evolved into his first programming fund, that would be much appreciated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's been really cool, like sitting and watching him, uh, you know, grow, um, you know, again, like we completely met by like random chance. Like, what are the chances that we were in the same city at, at that specific time? And me looking um, on LinkedIn and finding you. <laughs> yeah. Randomly, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, j- just that origin story is is a really fun thing to tell people. Um, but yeah, so that was my first tech job that I had gotten. Um, you know, I, I had been personally doing stuff for the longest time. Um, and I was like a month or two into that job at that point. Um, and so it it just felt like the most insane, like coincidence to have run into somebody who was following the company that I was working at right after I had joined. And, you know, just, it's just like this really fascinating basis of connection um but yeah so um you know i think me having gotten that job at that point and using sort of that link um i I guess sort of helped to uh as like a source of motivation in a way i think like i tried to use it to help propel jack into getting a job um because I was like, I mean, look, you know, I'm not like the smartest person ever. Like, yeah, I, you know, I can do all this stuff, whatever. Um, but like, I managed to get a job with nothing but high school experience. Like, you can totally do that too. Um, and so it was really cool, like, seeing him sit down and just like start applying to places like crazy, uh, you know, sort of knowing what he was worth. Um, you know, and at the time, um that job uh that i was at at the time sort of ended up falling out um and i temporarily um i I didn't have the greatest resume experience nor the greatest job finding experience uh and so i ended up actually going and um working at like a, a like a fast food restaurant and during the time that i was working there uh, sort of in the little time in between jobs. I mean, it was only like three months. Jack was sitting down and, you know, like I said, just applying at places like crazy. And he was doing like five, at least like five interviews a week, if not more, I think, Jack. Yeah, um, it was something like that. But, and yeah. I was bombing those. Like, it for a while, it, it took me a while before I had a good interview. And it was really pretty sad. Like, I bombed some of those interviews and I was just so nervous doing them. But honestly, you get the hang of it. And, like, give it five, ten interviews, you'll be a pro by the end. Like, no question. So, insane stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a small world. It's insane how you guys sort of met via LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Maxi Chrome. Um, it was a pleasure having you. So, okay, yeah, thanks, moving Dave. on. 
Yeah. Um, we have the community Q&A now. So if any of you have not put your questions for Jack in the respective thread under the events channel, uh, please do so immediately because we're going to start asking those right now. So, okay, let's start. The first question from our co-founder, Ari, working on Snaps is, what was it like working at EMC during the whole WSB stock market fiasco? Did it affect anything within the company that you could see your experience firsthand? Yeah, um, so I actually wasn't quite there during that. Um, I mean, AMC is still still known as a meme stock. I'm still seeing it everywhere. And uh, recently we came out with a Spider-Man NFT around our movie. And it's just, it's still it's still kind of crazy, like hearing people talk about like the company you work at. Because I've never worked at like a, like a big company that a lot of people know of really. So like seeing people be like, oh yeah, short, you know, all this stuff about AMC, it's kind of crazy. But internally, um, I don't know. I think we kind of just embraced embrace the meme and for all the people who uh who were there who have been there for a while i bet they're happy uh if they had equity of course um they're they're pretty they're pretty happy um and i don't know i mean we uh we liquidated quite a bit of uh we got we got quite a bit of funding now after uh the whole whole wall street bets deal so at least uh for the for the future outlook we have some uh just just to go through covid and whatnot we have some some uh little bit of wiggle room there just just in case things don't go as great over the next five to ten years but again you know i, I wasn't really there during the wall street bets fiasco so i can't give uh any uh any great insight into that but it's been interesting working at a, a quote-unquote meme stock company so to speak so all right um awesome okay moving on moving on nrbxyz us what is working at amc like That's yeah the first um and I already kind of mentioned this. It's probably been my best job so far because a lot of a lot of the big uh, corporate programming jobs, at least uh, from from what I've experienced, they're like pure meetings. Like, in in corporate, everybody talks about what they're gonna do, but no one does it. Everyone's too scared to fail. No one no one wants to actually like try anything, execute, and like no one's no one's able, no one wants to fail because they don't want to get in trouble or fired. So they're just gonna sit around and burn time and just talk about what they're gonna do. And never do it. So for AMC, I already mentioned this earlier. We have one meeting a week, and it's optional. And that was new. Like I didn't even have that earlier. And we all work pretty independently. Like if we need help from a teammate or whatever, we reach out. But I mean, for the most part, it's just kind of heads down coding. Uh, I got a pretty small team. My management's great. I I've been really enjoying it so far. So um, now that's the kind of job you want if you're trying to get into corporate because. Startup land is very like free form. You get to be creative. It's great, but if you're if you're looking to get into corporate, like be very be very aware that uh it's 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 kind of um it'll it'll burn you out. It'll it'll wear on you. Just the uh, the constant meetings, the constant politics. It's just it's just not not great sometimes. So I'm really happy to have found a place that is very like less compared to what or less of that compared to what I've had in the past. So that's been my experience so far, but it's been good. Yeah, definitely. Um, great answer. So the second question NRBXYZ has is, what was the biggest change in your life after you got a job? And this is, again, a pretty good question. Yeah. Um. So really, it's it's kind of been funny because my life hasn't changed all that much. Like, it was so funny because I was so stressed. Oh, no, like, what am I going to do if I don't get a job, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, I got a job. And then it's like, oh, wait, I have a job. And then I wanted a better job. And I got a better job. And it's like, wait, okay, it happened. 
my life still feels kind of the same. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to high school anymore, but uh, still kind of feels the same. You know, I still wake up, eat breakfast, go downstairs to my computer. I still live in my parents' house, you know, and I definitely could go out and rent a place and do whatever, but I just don't think it's worth burning a uh, one grand a month. Like I have a great relationship with my family. So like if, if you're in that position and you could live at home, like, yeah, it might not be as fun. Yeah. You just got a new cool job and it'd, it'd be great to go live, live out with some buddies and go just live the life. But for now I'm like being so young and having the ability to save so much capital, it just makes way too much sense to, uh, to live at home. And, and honestly I'm spoiled. You know, my, my parents make me food. They do my, do make my bed. They do my laundry. So I'm like, I'm a little spoiled, but, uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense for me to, to leave right now, I guess, but not much has changed besides the fact that now I have a job, but I'm saving all of it. So it doesn't really feel like I make that much money anyway. You know, I'm, I'm still living just how I was before I got the job, you know, so. Right, right. Makes sense. Um, Alpha Null working on Flutter asks, what are some practical tips for a guy trying to gain some job job experience? Do you submit a resume? If so, what was your resume like? Yeah, for sure. Um, I could uh, I could post my resume later on, what I have now. My first resume was garbage. Um, I put this SVG background and all kinds of stuff. It, it looked, uh, well, now I'd look back and think that it wasn't even that great. But you have to keep in mind, most of these resumes are going through like resume tracking systems, automated systems. So if they're trying to read SVGs and all kinds of, it's not, not going to be great. Um, so you got to keep it bare bones. But I'd say uh, for trying to get a job without a degree, um, you really have to be pretty committed. I'd say networking is very key. Um, and just applying, like, my first job I got, I and I'll let you, I sent out three or four hundred applications before I got my first full-time offer. I did maybe 20, 30, 40 interviews. And the first five interviews, 10 interviews, maybe 15, went bad. Very bad. I bombed quite a few of them, bombed coding portions. I got nervous, all kinds of stuff. But really, I started to get pretty confident near the, the final ones. I was like, oh, and I could I could tell. I could sense I was getting better at it because it's, it's kind of a game. You know, you, you get better at interviewing. It's uh, it's a skill, no question about it. So you could be the best program in the world and uh, not know how to interview and potentially not get a job because of it, you know? So it's kind of it's kind of sad, but that's just kind of how it is. Um, but I'd say just apply. Like, just shoot out some job apps. Get, your, get yourself out there. Um, reach out to recruiters. If you, if you have a specific company in mind, just reach out, see what they have. Maybe they have, if you're, if you want like an internships are big too. Um, getting an internship is really big because really that puts you in the door. And for me, my internship at Cerner, when I put that on my resume, I kind of marked it. I just put software engineer. I didn't put the level and I don't think that's lying. I might not be telling the full truth, but who's to say what level of work you did? Uh, you could be an intern at Google or you could be a full-time employee at some no-name company. Or, and that's not to be rude, but and then I think the intern could be potentially doing more uh, challenging or invigorating work. So it's like, who's to really say what level of work you did? Like, don't let a title title describe or a, a level describe you. I mean, you can still put software engineer in. And then uh, for my first job, uh, it was actually listed as a senior level developer. And the only reason I think I got looked at was because maybe like five people applied to it. And the application was god awful. Oh my goodness, I don't know. If I uh, if I wasn't desperate for a job then, I would not have applied to that. That application was god awful. So um, I guess look for ugly uh, job applications and look for ones with low applicants on LinkedIn. That was that was how what it was. And they 
they uh, the interview was listed as a mid level, and then by the final interview, they brought it down to a junior. Which I was like, hey, I don't care, man. Like I wasn't really even looking for a senior level position. I was just trying to get someone to look at me, you know. Um, and that was just kind of how I got in. But I think uh, just apply, keep keep working on your skills, man. Keep showing everybody what you're doing. Keep uh, whether it be going on Twitter, showcasing, writing articles. Um, working on your resume, just keep getting better. Just keep getting better, and and you'll get there. And, and don't give up. You know, I think I was about to give up maybe uh, a week or two before I got my job, and uh, and I look back and think, wow, like imagine if I gave up. Like imagine if I just decided I was done with it and I was gonna go the traditional route because it was gonna be maybe potentially more uh, guaranteed. So that's uh, that's my advice for anyone trying to get into uh, tech without a degree. Awesome answer. Um, that was some great advice. So thank you for that. Um, before I move on, I just want to mention to the community, anyone that's interested in asking Jack a question like in regards to his journey um, with programming or getting a job or whatnot, uh, make sure you put in the relevant thread. It's called Q&A questions for Jack and it's under the events channel. Moving on, um, Jack, I'd like to mention that I'm not too sure about this question. So if you're not at liberty to disclose, it's completely chill. You're under no obligation to answer this. Sure thing. Um, yeah, the question is, what were the interview questions like for AMC? Yeah, no, and I and I'm able to. I mean, that's not a big deal. Um, so like a lot of people, um, for like big tech at least, like it seems pretty common. People go grind leak code and go prepare for that kind of stuff. A majority of, uh, well, maybe not a majority. I don't know. All the jobs I've ever interviewed for have not been that format. And keep in mind, I, I'm front end, and I've mainly been front end. Um, so it was pretty basic. I mean, it's just like you know, uh, what kind of experience do you have with like CI/CD? So like. They use Jenkins. We use Jenkins and Octopus for uh, continuous integration and deployment at AMC. Um, and just like stuff like, oh, what kind of experience do you have with React? You know, what are some projects you've worked on? Uh, do you have experience with GraphQL? Like just really just, they were just, it was just a conversation about tech. You know, it wasn't anything too crazy. And they didn't have me do a coding test or anything. And you have to keep in mind, um, this was a contract to hire position. So it kind of makes it safer for them. So when you go into a, a full-time agreement with a company, at least in the U.S., you know it makes it kind of hard to uh, fire that employee if they're actually full-time. So um, for for me being a contractor, I think they're maybe a little little more lenient bringing me in. Like just the interview wasn't too crazy. You know they didn't have me do some crazy whiteboarding and hour-long interview and so many rounds or whatever. It was just two rounds. And uh, they liked me enough to bring me in. And really, I mean, it was, it was a contract. So I get to test them out, make sure I like the job. And they get to test me out, make sure uh, I'm doing good work. And they like working with me. So it's a pretty basic interview, really. Um, and yeah. Awesome. So. That's cool. Um, Shrey asks, what are your opinions on entrepreneurship and Web3? Huh. Um, um, this is entrepreneurship in Web3, by the way. I don't know in Web3. Okay. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not super in the Web3 or uh, crypto space. I definitely have been, uh, I don't know. I'm not super knowledgeable about it, so I can't give a great answer. But I definitely think there's a lot of opportunity there. And uh, there's definitely room for people to do some really cool stuff. Um, and again, I think the technology is pretty cool. I don't like, I think it's going to take a lot of infrastructure like to be built around it for it to actually be like utilized properly and like actually make sense to use the technology. Um but I think it's definitely uh, cool and something to look at. But I think it'll be a little while before it actually gets gets utilized and a lot like it becomes mainstream. And maybe it's not, like it's mainstream being talked about, but like being oh. used probably not quite. So that's my my thoughts on it. I don't, and that's not really around entrepreneurship, more just Web three in general. But again, I can't really speak on that too much. But 
Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, the hype is pretty interesting. Um, okay, Vert asks, what did your parents think of you not going to college? Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. one. Yeah. yeah. So I and I I know a couple pe- buddies who I've had that have wanted to do this, and some parents are just um kind of like stuck in a mindset like because when they were younger you have to keep in mind like like from the time that most kids our age or however old they are their parents well you know obviously they're parents so they're probably going to be like 30 40 50 in their time college was a necessity you know things are changing and a lot of people haven't quite caught up to to where things are yet and they don't understand that like things are changing now like I mean, you can go and be a self-taught developer. Like, it's it's definitely possible. It's challenging. Um, it's challenging, but it's very possible. So, I think it's just new, and and you just have to have an open open mindset. And I think a lot of so it just depends. It just kind of depends what your parents um, think. And in the end, you know, they're they're all you know, you're the kid, and they're the parent. So, um, if they decide you should go to college, then um, you know, obviously everyone has a different parenting style. But my parents personally. Um, they were quite supportive of it. Um, they, I think they wanted me to go to college. Um, and my mom was pretty worried there for a bit because I was in high, this was during COVID. I was remote high school and actually I had gotten a full-time job offer while I was in high school. And I was like, you know, I told my mom, I said, Hey, I got a job offer, whatever. And like, I want to accept it, you know, but I'm in high school. She's like, she was telling me, she's like, you can't drop out. Like, that's not going to happen. Like I need you to graduate just in case something doesn't work out and you have to go to college was kind of the idea. Um, so she's pretty worried there. And then uh, we talked with my counselor and I ended up dropping all my classes except for English, which was um, you needed four years of English to graduate from the high school that I went to, like I guess in the area that I live, that's the requirement. So I, uh, I pretty much kind of slimmed down my class, class load to uh, one class. And then I worked, well, I did school remotely and I worked remotely. So I kind of had to juggle that for a bit there, but um, you know, they were mostly supportive of it. Um, they never were super against it. I mean, they were kind of just like, uh, you go try. I mean, my dad says, oh, you know, when Jack was 13 doing Minecraft server, making some money, you know, I, I stopped worrying about him is what he says. So um, they've been pretty supportive throughout it. And they've always just kind of been like, well, you know, you give it your best shot. And if it doesn't work out, like you can always go to college. It's kind of kind of the mindset they've operated under, which is great. Like, because I've heard of some parents who have not been supportive of like trying to do self-taught dev and i know so many talent like and i'll be talking with devs who have said oh yeah my parents won't let me do it or like they need they want me to go to college and i'm like dude this guy's smarter than me like i know he could do it um so i don't know i think it just kind of depends on on the parents uh experiences and past life because things are just different now and things used to be different you know to where where college was kind of a necessity and you were almost at it you were at a disadvantage um if you didn't have a degree but i think things are changing so Right, of yeah. course, the generation gap is obviously evident um, in multiple scenarios, actually. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's only a fair argument. Uh, moving on, so Vert again asks, what was the first programming language you ever learned? And I think yeah. you already answered this, but if you'd like to reiterate, feel free to. Yeah, that would be uh, JavaScript. So, and man, when I, when I was first doing JavaScript, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd go on Stack Overflow. How, how to do smooth scroll, find a little jQuery snippet, include jQuery just so I could bring in smooth scroll. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, but this was, uh, I guess it would have been like sophomore sophomore year, and maybe even junior year, really, of my high school, where I started. Junior year is probably where I started learning JavaScript, um, and not much. I think. The summer after my junior year is when I really started taking it serious, getting into Node, React, uh, TypeScript, and all that. Like, I really started to take it serious then. But really, I mean, I haven't been doing 
JavaScript for that long. You know, I mean, I've been coding for a bit, but I like I've been taking coding seriously for probably like two years now, realistically. Um, so, I mean, anything's possible in a short amount of time if you you work hard enough. So, definitely, yeah, great answer. Um, Xavier Martin, who happened to win the Product Hunt uh, Golden Kitty Award this year, congrats on that. Um, he asked, "Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years?" Ah, that's a great question. Uh, wait, is it couple or five to ten? Because I know I saw two. And I oh, probably have different answers oh, for both I'm of those. Double. He means short term. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Um, that's a good question. I've been uh, saving up capital to try and get into real estate. Like, well, first and foremost, this is like I'm on my computer all day, every day. You know, I code, I, I play video games, I watch TV, whatever. Like, I'm always in front of a screen. And I've been kind of having some migraines and stuff just from staring at screens, which I probably need to downsize my monitors. But, uh, the idea was to try and get into something like physical, whether it be woodworking or and like getting into real estate would allow me to do uh, just fix up homes or do stuff like that, like something physical, um, some like some sort of like physical labor would be kind of like nice to just get out of the house and, and do some stuff. Um, so I, I guess uh, real estate is kind of what I want to get into, even though the market's really insane right now. So I'm kind of just letting things potentially settle if they will. Um, but in terms of like job and career, um, I plan to stay at AMC for a year at least, uh, and probably longer. I think I'm going to shoot for potentially a big tech company just because I think it, I think it'd be a cool experience to work there, um, and I think it'd be kind of uh, reassuring to me, like as a as a self-taught developer, like you know, like that's kind of like uh, people like to think that that's the idea of success. And I don't necessarily say, think it is, but I think it's it's an achievement, no question about it. So I think it'd be cool in the future, maybe two years out try and get into big tech but i'm definitely uh, pretty happy where i'm at right now and i'm really enjoying work and and life and whatnot so i'm just gonna kind of keep on keep on learning and uh keep on going so yeah that's awesome um scott hired us have you tried btb post patch and uh that's a that's a reference to uh halo their net their net code and their servers are not the best but uh the new halo game Uh. so uh I don't think I think I have, and I don't think they fixed it. So <laughs> nice, very nice. All right. Um, funny us. How do I get a job? How do I get a job? They won't even respond. Man, sorry, my life, dude. Again, I, like I said, I spend. Uh, I think I sent out three hundred, four hundred applications before I got my first job. And really, once you get that first job, oh my, it's it's smooth sailing, really. Um. Again, the first job is really, really a challenge. I think you just got to make sure you're talking to people. Um, a lot of those resume tracking systems will check against keywords, say, you know, does resume include keyword college? Does resume include keyword this and that? Um, and if you don't have that, then, you know, that, that might get you kicked out of the running before a human even looks at you. So I'd say uh, reach out to actual people. Um, try and find some jobs, maybe with like low applicants. I know you can do uh, on LinkedIn, you could filter by uh, less than 10 applicants. And that was that job that I applied to and, and just apply to any job um, or maybe not any job, but like anything that like you think you could rem- remotely do. Like even if you're, it's a senior level position, all right, you apply for it. Who knows? They may have a junior level position in the works that isn't posted on the public. It isn't posted in public. So um, I'd say just apply, um, reach out to recruiters, do anything you can and make, just get feedback. You know, if you got any programmer buddies and even me, if you want to reach out to me, say, Hey, can you check out my resume? Nothing's working. I'm not sticking interviews or whatever. Like I'll check it out. Cause I mean, I've, I've been there, you know, I was there not long ago. So um, I'll definitely check it out and see if I can give you any advice. So just reach out to me and reach out to people and just 
keep uh keep keep trying don't give up you know don't give up you never know uh success could be right around the corner i promise so keep working yeah, at it great initiative and if anyone needs any guys may help you're more than welcome to reach out to jack like he just mentioned um so sean who also happens to be a developer from kansas i'm going to assume you're aware of sean yep yep um, me and him are good buddies yes oh, that's awesome um he asks how do you first learn to code what kind of oh yeah that's his first question how do you first learn to code and i'm pretty sure we already answered that right so should i move to the next uh, one no, I, I can answer a little bit just some of the tools i use yeah, probably sure. to learn um I'd say, I mean, like, what kind of intro to being into coding was high school, uh, just, but just basic HTML and CSS. And you have to keep in mind, like, the it was actually a, a web design web design program at my school. So this was not focused on web development. And it was actually more targeted at, uh, like, CMS systems like WordPress, um, doing that kind of stuff and designing more so than developing. And I wanted to take the development path. And my web design teacher was amazing. I loved him. He was great. And he knew he knew I loved web. He knew I loved coding. And he he basically said, "You do it. You do whatever you want. You know, I'm not going to give you any assignments. You just go in and work. Like you go if you want to go on free code camp and start running through a JavaScript course, you go do that. Like, you know, he did. And and which is great because so many other teachers would have said, "This is our curriculum. Get with it. I don't care what you want to do. Like this isn't free time. Like you got to But he he was so great. And honestly, like being able to spend, I think I had, uh, and at one point I even had three hours during the school day where I could just code because I had uh, a free hour. And then with our program, I had two hours of web design every day. So really having that experience and being able to just code during that time was great. And I think I used Free Code Camp. I think I used Scrimba, which was like an interactive uh, course website. I don't know if they're still around. I'd assume they are. Um, but free code camp's a great resource, and those were kind of just some of the resources I used to to learn. But really, just jump right in. Like if if you see a project you want to do, documentation is great too. Learning how to read documentation is really important too. Just going and being able to Google, looking things up, being able to solve problems on your own. leverage you sort of were able to obtain there you know being able to dedicate those two hours being able to utilize them in your personal sort of endeavors and so that must have been amazing oh yeah um, that's great yeah okay another question from sean is did you attend any big digital conferences or follow any large coders hmm. uh digital conferences not really i have recently but um not too much maybe like next js conf or something but not really i haven't been too big into that and i know there's a there's a local conference to kansas called uh, kcdc but it was too expensive and i was like hey, i'm not gonna burn like 600 bucks on it like it'd be fun but i don't know that there'd be many uh young devs there anyway so i'm like eh. but uh following big uh tech youtubers or even just media or content creators i definitely have um i mean i don't really have any like off the top of my head but uh i definitely followed some like maybe like dev by ed which i don't know if he's still around but i think he was doing a bunch of like fun css and like i guess he does javascript now too i'm looking him up but just there are some there are some good content creators out there around tech and if you need some reach out i could probably find some for you but i don't have any off the top of my head but yeah all right of course um, well, okay, I think the final questions are from Berka himself. So, Berka, if you were to ask them yourself, actually, in the VC. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I had uh, three questions. Oh, before I ask that, I'll just ask what Funny said. Um, so, he just said follow-up. Uh, could, it, could it be my uh, resumes are dark-beamed? 
Are I would yeah I would not do that either. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a single dark themed resume except for the one that I made, which didn't get any interviews. Um, so maybe yeah that that could be it. I would try switching it up. I'll take a look at it though. Just shoot me a DM or something. Funny but, than, uh, I'm sure I'll make something great for resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So I had three questions. So for the first one, it was how do you find motivation when working on projects or like any just task in general. Yeah, um, I think, uh, depending on what it is, like, I, I think you just got to remember what you're working on and why you're working on it. Like, maybe you're building a task or you're building a project to uh, solve a specific problem that you've been experiencing. Like, you just got to keep, keep keep motivated what's at the end of the tunnel. Like, why are you building this? Like, you just got to keep that in mind and don't don't let go of it. Because I, I think uh, if you let people say, oh, it's a bad idea, like, I don't think it's worth it, and it's just an echo chamber and you just end up, getting in your own head and end up giving up. So you just got to remember why you started and uh, just keep on keeping on and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So. All right. That, that's good. Um, so for my second one, it was, what are your thoughts on the hyper on NFTs and what do you like? Do you like the ones that are being created? Like, like the more <laughs> popular ones, AKA do I like pictures of monkeys smoking cigars? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I think the technology is definitely cool. Um, and I think I kind of echo what a couple people in this community have said. Uh, I think the technology is cool. And I think in the future, it definitely could be very useful. But I just don't think we have the infrastructure. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to go buy crypto. Great. Where are you going? A centralized website. It's like, hmm. so it's like, for the most part, it's just like, I think in the future, it definitely, and it's, it's really, it's just proof of concept like right now and whatever, which is great. Like, I think this is definitely building a strong foundation for the future of it. So I don't know. I think it's a bit overhyped, but I think it definitely has huge potential. I just don't think, I think it's going to be a little while before it really gets uh, widely utilized, like crypto, Web3, and everything. Um, but I think it has potential, no question about it. So it'll be exciting to see what actually happens with it in five, 10 years. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there have been like a lot of like people just like taking the monkey one and like adding like a, ti <laughs> a tiny like gradient to the background and it's a whole new NFT. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So for my last question, um, going back to like the whole like work thing, um, do you like remote or in office slash in person? Like, which one do you prefer more? Yeah, I'm definitely a big remote guy. Um, cause like I don't know, the typical nine to five, you know, it's eight hours. Of of work but most programmers can get what employers expect of eight hours and it's so quick um and i don't know i think programmers spend a lot of time thinking as opposed to just always typing depending on what they're working on um so i don't know uh i like i like remote because there's not someone looking over my shoulder 24 7 like oh is he typing is he typing but uh it, it's good to it's good to know your team though it's good to uh see them in person and know who you're working with so um for me we're full remote at AMC, but we're going to uh, a hybrid model at some point, which is going to be great. Because, I mean, you get one day in the office and, you know, four days out or whatever. That's great. You get to know who you're working with, get to get some actual socialization as opposed to uh, living in the basement like me and never leaving. Um, but, no, I, I think remote's super powerful, though, and uh, I don't think it's going away. So, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, makes sense. Uh, I definitely like doing in-person stuff too. Um, but remote is like really fun because like you could just do everything like right in front of you. So I guess um, that's really nice. Um, so 
I had another question. Um, what are, what skills do you think like are very important? Um, just like generally, or if it's like software development or like something else. Um, what would be like the top three, let's say, skills that you would like say? Um, like these are like the ones that I really recommend. Um, to take into consideration or to like learn. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there are some like tech and also soft skills I think that are super important. Um. And like I don't know if this is really even a soft skill, but but being confident will get you so far. Like if you are confident, people will believe you. It's crazy how it works. Um. If you say, oh, I'm a software engineer, you know, and you're confident, you say, oh, I've been doing snap, whatever. It's like great. It's like, oh, I'm aspiring to be a software engineer. Uh, I'm trying to like, like it's like it's language. Um, be confident. Um, I don't know, but uh, sorry, what was the question again? I, I kind of oh, it was like it. like what are the top three skills that you oh like, yeah like, yeah 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 skills. Um, and in terms of like programming languages and whatnot, um, you could do a lot with JavaScript. Like if you're new to getting into programming, I think JavaScript is is a really great language to start off with. You can build mobile apps, desktop apps uh websites whatever else uh run it back in with node is it the most performant whatever maybe not but hey if that gets you into programming and allows you to build cool stuff in a short amount of time that's great and once you realize oh hey maybe i need to scale or actually build up a, a more performant app then you can go learn uh maybe lower level or, or language you can actually kind of fine tune uh more so but i think javascript and python are two big languages that are pretty like low barrier to entry but have really high use case and uh, application. Like I see a lot of jobs for Python and JavaScript and I think they're, I'm not gonna say they're, I mean, they're, they're probably some of the easier languages and maybe that's subjective, but I think they're uh, pretty low barrier to entry and I think those are great technologies to pick up. And uh, yeah, that's that's probably it on that. All right, um, so uh, Funny had a question and I had another one after. So he said, All right. If I ever get to an interview process, it's always one v one, right? But if I, I, but I have this fear of public speaking, introvert. Did you have that? Did you have it? Uh, if so, how do you get rid of it, or how do you cope up with meetings? Yeah, um, I honestly, I typically get really pretty nervous before uh, interviews or meetings, and not so much for this necessarily, but like when it's professional and like I have a job on the line, like it's pretty pretty nerve wracking typically. But realistically. You're nervous before there. You start talking for five, ten minutes, and you realize it's just a conversation about tech, and you and you like tech, right? If you're here, you like tech. So, so really, you get in there and you realize one, they're humans. Two, you both like tech. All right, great. Now you get to have a conversation. I mean, sure, there's a job on the line, but if you look at it as just a, a conversation about tech, you just get to nerd out. I think uh, it becomes significantly less stressful. I mean, yeah, sure, there's a job on the end, and it's it's easier said than done. Oh, don't be stressed, or just don't be anxious, you know. Um, and sometimes it's hard when you get um, like, and you'll get interviews where you have four people sitting around, like four people in a Zoom call or whatever, all asking you questions, and that could be maybe kind of nerve wracking. I didn't really run into that specifically too much. Like, I mean, it was definitely nerve wracking, no question about it. I think anyone would be a little bit nervous, at least if you're if you're new to new to the industry i mean i think it, veterans are like who cares man you know i've done this a uh, hundred times but for me being new to the industry it was i think i i don't think the nerve nerves ever went away uh at least the initial nerves but like you know once you get in there and talk it, it you, you kind of settle down you're like oh wait you know we're just we're just talking about tech i like tech and uh it's probably my two cents on it all right um i hope that answers funny's question yeah i don't um, know if it did but 
Mm-hmm. So uh, another question from Maxi Chrome Hayden. Um, he he asks, uh, do you believe in quote unquote you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you? Yeah, uh, I th- I think Good so. Question. Yeah, I mean, uh, in in right now with me being a contractor through AMC, I I really do believe you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Because I mean, if I didn't with with it being contract, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. I can leave whenever I want. They can get rid of me whenever they want. Right. So if I said, oh, I don't like this, you know, you just drop off and uh, no questions asked, really. I mean, not much, at least. And and same goes for them, which could be bad for you, you know. But if you're a strong dev and uh, you're confident in your ability, you got nothing to worry about. You know, if, if you think you're going to go in there and do good work and uh, whatever, then you got nothing to worry about. So I don't know. I think uh, for good devs, which if you're in here, I, I think you, uh, you're slated out to be a good dev, if not already. Um. You got nothing to worry about, and really, it's probably more so for you to interview them because uh, there's uh, definitely going to be an increase in demand for devs as there already kind of is right now. Um, and if that's not going away, and as more people leave the workforce, there's going to be a lot of spots opening up. So um, they're going they they can't be picky for probably for a while. So it'll yeah, I, I believe that yeah. All right. Um, okay, so for uh, oh, Benja, uh, yeah, Benja actually asked a question. I think I'll take over the Q and A yeah. for now. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so Benja asks, "What are your thoughts on people claiming one language is better than the other when building a solution? For example, you should have used X instead X instead of Y without providing any real arguments, or people yep. complaining because you should use another language to what they prefer." Yeah, another very controversial opinion. That's actually a good question. Yeah, that's a great question, Benja. Um. And that's an interesting one for sure. And I've heard a lot of that in here in this community. I, I don't know what it is about programmers and like, I don't know, being on their high horse about, oh, my text the right way. But in the end, you're solving a problem, right? That's what text about. You're solving a problem. You're, build, you're building something, right? And in the end, how fast can you build it and how well does it run? You know, and you just face problems one at a time. All right, I build this app in JavaScript. Okay, it's not performing well. All right, well, let's go find a language that's going to perform better. All right, we pick that. I mean, like, in the end, if you know how to work with it, I mean, like, and people pick languages for all kinds of reasons. People say, oh, React Native is bad. It's like, well, if you already know React, very, very low barrier, like, low barrier to entry compared to some going to learn Dart and Flutter and learning an entirely new language, figuring out the quirks and features with all that. Like, in the end, how fast can you get up and running? And how well does it do its job? So, I don't know. I don't think it really matters. I mean, I think all developers are, or it seems like quite a few developers, it seems like a pretty common theme. Everyone's pretty passionate about what they've learned and it's the right thing. Like everybody has their right technology, but um, you know, again, how well does this solve a problem? That's a good question. I like that one. Yeah. Um, well, that basically wraps up um, what we've sort of had today. So thank you everyone for joining and thank you so much, Jack, for, you know, having agreeing to have this conversation with us. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah. Thanks um, so much for hosting. And appreciate yeah, all the pleasure was ours. Hope it was helpful. Yeah, yeah, it was really helpful. It was very insightful, and I'm sure the community community really liked, you know, listening, listening. And so, um, that sort of concludes the talk for today, everyone. And I'm pretty sure there are no more questions. Uh, oh, I so have yeah, one. Will you... Yeah, sure, go for it. Right? So, just like one last one. Um, sure thanks. Since we were talking about Python earlier, um, just like bringing up the whole like AI and machine learning, what are your uh, thoughts on like? GPT-3, um, OpenAI, and Copilot. Oh, all right. I've been messing around with Copilot a bit recently. 
Um, for the people who say it's going to replace developers, I don't believe so. Not, at least not yet. And if so, only basic tasks. Um, I think it's really useful. I mean, like for developers, I mean, there's small things like sometimes you get a little brain hiccups. You forget what you're going to type, and then Copilot's like, "Oh yeah, here you go." Um, TPG3, like all that. It's definitely cool tech. I haven't done much around AI, and I'm not super knowledgeable about it, but. I mean, it's definitely technology of the future, and you could see it being used in huge companies to uh, do crazy stuff, whether it be like YouTube algorithms and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's really almost kind of scary how good some of the stuff, some of the tech is getting. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the futures, uh, future, see what happens. But yeah, it's cool tech, and I think the future is definitely there. All right, sounds good. So that, that basically yeah. wraps up everything. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Awesome. And yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thing. Yeah, thank you. Have a good, um, have a good weekend, everyone. Be, you too. So. This thing will be uploaded to Spotify, guys. So if anyone didn't get a chance to listen into the whole thing, um, you're more than welcome to listen to it on the Builder Group podcast. And yeah, make sure to share it with your friends. And thank you, everyone, for joining. Have a great night. Yep. See you later, guys. Thanks for hosting. Yep. Pleasure is ours.